Yeah, I just sent you a really funny video of him sitting on the kitchen sink, staring at a fly in the window, and it's only funny because his tail is whipping back and forth at a velocity that I've never seen. <laughs> it is viciously whipping back and forth. His entire tail, too. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> posted cat stuff to social media today we're opening the episode with cat stuff we specialize outside of soccer and cat stuff Uh, should i make a cat joke about nine lives and arsenal expending all of their nine lives alex mm -hmm. that should have been a headline we've seen in the i haven't read that one yet you should put that up on the all right so (laughs) soccer situations page (laughs) um yeah i'm sure the other Soccer cat podcasts are all over that one. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to be too cliche. Uh, um, but yeah, how are you feeling? Um, it was uh, Arsenal nil, Brighton three. Uh, it was extremely depressing. I think I was. I was telling you after I, I had about an hour to two hours of just like almost dead silence. <laughs> I turned yeah. off the TV after the third goal went in, and just sat, scrolled on some stuff on my phone a little bit. Avoided as much as I could as soccer news. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was sad. there's just a general sadness for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, today I feel okay about it, though. I feel I'm, I'm, a, I'm optimistic about the summer in the Champions League being back finally. Yeah, that's always something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, what's one more dream crushed? Yeah, exactly. Just another day. Oh, it's a normal geez. day. There is a fly in the house, and there is a young cat chasing it. This so could end in disaster. Pre- oh, he's, oh, he's right oh. by the audio interface. Did you get it, guys? Oh. Uh-oh, now Bailey's going to join in. Bailey, just lay down. If you're new to the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> pet calamity is often a part of it. And I, you know what? Just deal with that, okay? Because a lot of my favorite podcasts were once recorded in apartments with a lot of pet calamity. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's a sign of greatness, I think. Yeah, so the title race is just about wrapped up for Manchester City. That's boring. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do what everyone expected them to do and just win out. Yep. Alex is unfollowing football meme accounts. Yep. I definitely unfollowed one at least after that (laughs) game. I actually do remember doing that after uh, Liverpool lost one or two tight ones as well. You just get tired of the cheap shots. And you know what? Just take a break from it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's true. Also, a lot of times, their jokes aren't that funny anyway. Even if they're not against me. Right? You look at these stupid troll accounts that aren't really that clever. But when it's about like Tottenham, you're just kind of (laughs) like... Exactly. It's easy to get it right. Harry Kane's an idiot. (laughs) Exactly. But then when you see it about your... You're like, wait a minute. This isn't even clever at all. Yeah. You're just doing about the most club. obvious jokes. <laughs> this is <a> textbook <laughs> definition of can't take a joke. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Yeah, I'm going to delete that whole part and just talk about how it's healthy to avoid it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, so you're kind of going through the grieving process. You said you, you sat in the sorrow and the sadness. Yeah. You got angry. You unfollowed some accounts, and now you're feeling better. 
Feeling pretty good. Yeah, I feel better now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Champions good. League next season. Got Champions League. Now I'm getting excited for the transfer window. Look forward to the date of the Champions League draw. That's always exciting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's good. It's good times at Arsenal still. This season is still above what was expected. Yeah, well above what was expected. So we were expecting to be scrapping for that last Champions League spot. So I'll take it. Turn down and my mic a little bit. I'm it's been a hot. entertaining season from us as well. Even yeah, in the team's t- been awesome. Even in the times we choked, it was like those games were like three, three, two, two, like dramatic right. draws and game. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, the team has been so fun, dude. So yeah. good. Um, a lot of players have really kind of, I don't know, come of age. I guess you know, yeah. uh, Saka being, I think, the obvious one. He's kind of gone from young talent to official, like kind of leader team star at this point i think so yeah you I know think he's definitely like the attacking star at this point do you think it was yeah it, was this a season for you where he kind of bridged that gap i mean i think he's or had it already happened to i think he's been i think toward the end of last season and in the beginning of this season he's just i mean it was like solidified kind of going into this season that he was going to be the star up front sure um i think martinelli's definitely taken his game to a new level um Odegaard's took his game to a new level like he's scoring goals from midfield that we've never seen right so yeah a lot to be positive about I mean our defense kind of fell apart we had injuries to key players um with lack of depth and that'll happen it will that'll that'll crush you sometimes it'll crush you every time yeah (laughs) yeah you got to get really lucky if you can't build a squad like Manchester City's to have like three All Star Elevens, then you just have to get so lucky with injuries to marathon your way through a season. Um, all right, let's move down the table a little bit. Uh, the top four race has gotten surprisingly interesting in the past um, couple of weeks. Both Newcastle and Manchester United have dropped points in their last handful of games, and Liverpool have gone on a seven game winning streak, which means Liverpool are now. Um, they've played a game more, but are only one point behind those two teams for for the fourth and final Champions League spot. So that's kind of fun that we have an exciting little race there. Something still to think about. Yeah, it's going to be tight. It's right? going to be tight right down to the end. Um, Newcastle have slipped up a little bit. They've dropped points in their last two matches. Yeah. United, um, they're definitely up and down. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United have lost two of their last three matches. Newcastle... Uh, matches remaining include Brighton, Leicester, and Chelsea. Okay. Brighton, as you can attest, tough fixture. Yeah, Brighton could beat definitely beat them. They're also in the hunt for this Champions League spot, I should say. It's true. Shouldn't do that. Out of it yet. They still have two do games them in hand on you. We've been praising Brighton all year, and now I'm doing them dirty here at the end now that it's coming <laughs> down to it. Right. Yeah, they still have four games to play. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so Newcastle have Brighton, Leicester, Chelsea. Um, we just came off of watching uh, Leicester, Liverpool. Or was that? Yeah, that was yeah. at Leicester, right? Yeah, it was at Leicester. And Leicester didn't really look up for it. Liverpool smoked him pretty easily, 3-0. Yeah, Leicester looked like they're heading down. They came out quick with a little flurry in the opening 10-15. Had a couple of counterattack chances, but yeah, they look, they look done and dusted. Who knows? Maybe they'll turn up against Newcastle. Um, Chelsea still look a hot mess. 
They have appointed a manager for next season. Maybe that'll give them a morale boost. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll probably be around the club. Maybe, maybe. he can phone in a tactic uh, for the game. <laughs> Chelsea are a question mark still for me. Yeah. Um, especially since Manchester United's last three games, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Fulham. Chelsea play both Newcastle and Manchester United. So oh, wow. I would love a surprise good performance from Chelsea to take something. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, that'd be a nice gift from them. So I said earlier, Liverpool have, are coming off of uh, seven straight wins. A sneaky, really good run. Um, only two games remaining for Liverpool, Aston Villa and Southampton. Villa is a tough fixture. Southampton, Southampton is literally easy. already relegated. Yeah, that one should be easy. Um, yeah, the other one's going to be tough. Villa's going to be tough. Villa's going to be super tough. If Liverpool win out, we need one of either Manchester United or Newcastle to drop points in two of their last three games. So It's going to be tough. It's, it's a long shot still for Liverpool. But again, they don't have, you know, they're not gimmies. Brighton, no. Leicester, Chelsea for Newcastle especially. It's not out of the realm of possibility yet. Right. And it doesn't look like you guys are going to slow down. Like he said, Villa's going to be the one true test left. But Yeah, we'll see. I think Unai Emery has tended to have Klopp's number. So I'm not going to take that one for granted. That's for damn sure. Yeah. 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 Right? You can never take Unai Emery's teams for granted. <laughs> no, it's this really stupid idea. Taking Unai for, again, that's something else we've talked about a lot on the podcast. That People underestimating Unai. Yeah, classy, funny guy. Yeah. He looks a little bit like a vampire, but so what? He's a great manager. He's brilliant. Yeah. Should we move further down the table and talk about the relegation battle? Yeah, it's shaping up. We're looking like it's kind of almost set. Just about fucking... This isn't a super fresh headline at this point, but Brighton losing 1-5 to Everton was a shock result. That really kind of shook up the relegation battle. How did that Brighton team lose, concede five goals from Everton, first of all? Yeah. I think that's probably more goals than Everton have scored all season. It has to be. And then they go and and beat Arsenal 3-0. Yeah, and handled us 3-0. What the fuck, dude? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's madness. Complete madness. Everton aren't out of it yet. I mean, they're only a point clear, but Leeds have a tough... Right, Leeds and Leicester both have tough games left. Do you have the fixtures in front of you? I didn't write those ones down for some reason. Um, so Leeds has West Ham and Tottenham left. Leeds have West Ham and Tottenham. Okay. Yep. Eh, that's not too hard. Not, <laughs> I mean, both possibly winnable games. Tottenham can definitely slip up. They've been pretty bad lately. They're sl- sinking down the table. Yeah, Tottenham are having morale issues, I think. And West Ham are... I mean, they're in 15th still. They haven't been great. Yeah, I think West Ham are kind of a roll of the dice as well. Yeah. I mean, um, it looks like they've won one in their last five. So. They only recently moved safe, safe, you know, out of, out of, out relegation, of the relegation zone. zone yeah. um, but they are still in the Europa League and doing well there. So Yeah. So Leeds could pull out a miracle. Right. Um, so Everton play. Do we see who Everton played? So they play Wolves and Bournemouth. I don't know. Wolves... Wolves, definitely up and down. Literally, their their last five is win, loss, win, loss, win. It's just <laughs> like every other game. <laughs> Bournemouth have been in mixed form as well. Yeah, Bournemouth have been super tough to predict. They look really, really tough sometimes. 
So, yeah, we'll see. And then Leicester is Newcastle and West Ham. West Ham's going to have a lot to say in the final days here. Yeah, that's pretty funny, right? Chelsea and West Ham, the Londoners. And we'll see, like, West Ham seems mathematically safe, so... Yeah, they're pretty much set and at this point. They're focused on Europa League, so if they go through in Europa League, that could be... Uh, yeah. People could get some easy points off them. Maybe so. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Leicester kind of looked dead in the water to me based on yeah, today's game. Pretty horrible. Right? Southampton are officially dead in the water, so I thought we should talk about Southampton a little bit, kind of eulogize them. Yeah. Southampton just wrapped up a, an 11-year run in the Premier League. It's pretty a respectable run for a team of their size. Yeah, great run. I remember they had a lot of decent teams, a lot of pretty high finishes, mm-hmm. a lot of f- pretty fun teams to watch. Right. Um, toward the ends here, they had fun teams in a way that I think they probably didn't like, where they would like win games and then suddenly get smashed nine nil or ten nil, or they would yeah. just get blown out every once in a while. They always had an identity as an attacking team. Yeah, and sometimes they played to that identity to their own detriment when they really didn't have the talent to back it up. Um, but overall, they were always, I think, a pretty positively thought of club. From neutral so. perspective, always known as like a really good player farm, great academy. Liverpool rated them really heavily for a long time. We can thank them for the likes of Sadio Mane and Virgil van Dijk. I remember watching Virgil at Southampton and being like, what the fuck? Hey, Who's who is this, this guy? guy? <laughs> Dude, what is going on here? Yeah, they've had some unbelievable players come. Yeah. They, they've signed or come through their academy. Yeah, obviously those two I named were not academy players, but they were really shrewd signings. Yeah, very smart signings. They built good squads. On an earlier episode, I, I said Brighton is the new Southampton. And essentially what I meant is just that it's a club that's run really well. They buy smart. They uh, you know identify talent really early. They sell for profit. And they sell for huge profit. And that, for better or worse for their fans, is kind of their business model. You know? They're yeah. never really going to be able to assemble a really, really great team. But, man, they've been close a few times. They have. They've put together some good teams. Just out of smart scouting. Right. Yeah, it'll be sad to see him go. Um, but it'll be nice to have some fresh blood in the the water as well. Yeah, totally. I meant what I said. Brighton's the new Southampton. They're another South Coast team, too. As a you know, Liverpool <laughs> fan, we don't want to, be, to have too many teams on the South Coast in the Premier League be taking those long, away, trip. long away trips. Yeah. So Southampton be gone. We got Brighton now. The Seagulls have a cooler crest. It's true. They seem to be have a better uh, system now. Yep. They got a better stadium. They have better uniforms. Better unis. And um, they're not uh, enemies with Portsmouth, who we also like. That's true. That is true. So Brighton wins in every way. Brighton wins all around that one. Southampton, you're dead to us. Yep. Goodbye, <laughs> Southampton. Goodbye. I wonder if we'll see him again anytime soon. Uh, I don't know the too much about the how they're run as a club. Mm-hmm. Like if they're the type of club that can rebuild quickly and come back. I've seen championship fans complaining a lot about the parachute payment system, saying the teams that drop down have too much of an advantage for the next year or two to come right back up. Oh, really? Which is why we see yo-yo teams. Interesting. Yeah, if you don't know, teams that drop down, I don't know the details of the payment system, but there is a financial sort of what they call a parachute payment system to soften the financial blow of dropping out of the Premier League so these companies don't go immediately bankrupt. 
that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could also see that being for teams going down, probably like Southampton, who are going to have some players to sell and make funds and just probably have money anyway. Yeah. Like they're not a small club. Right. If they get payments on top of that, you could see them getting that being quite the advantage. Yeah, for sure. I definitely get why teams would be upset about it. Lo- teams lower in the championship table. It seems like it should be an even playing field, but then again, what fucking soccer league in the world is an even playing field right now? <laughs> yeah, obviously none of them are. You know? It's um, very obvious when you look at the league tables that none of them are. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. There's super teams at every level, even non-league football now. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Wrexham. <laughs> it's true it's true it's wild even non-league has super teams this episode of soccer situations is brought to you by littlefoot coffee i mean what can i say about littlefoot coffee um they're not just friends of the pod they're family of the pod quite literally um alex started littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience um roasting coffee for some of the hottest most fashionable and uh, most importantly tasty specialty coffee roasters in america my favorite thing about it is that it's just really high grade coffee without a drop of pretense you're not gonna find a bunch of weird savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional it's just really sweet comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee and now for a limited time only you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the southampton squad in the summer yeah it's true they have a lot of players that probably aren't a lot of money james ward prowse in particular was flirting with leaving for a long time yeah it sounded like his interview after they officially got relegated sounded like he wasn't he definitely wasn't saying he was staying Mm. didn't sound too positive should we rewind to the what episode was it when we did the relegation shopping spree? I don't remember who we noted from Southampton. Um, I know Ward Prowse we talked about, obviously. Uh, I think we talked about Romeo Lavia. Okay. Oh, here we go. I found my notes. Oh, that's funny. At the time, we didn't have Southampton in the bottom five. Really? Yeah. Look at that, Southampton. When we had our relegation shopping list going, it was West Ham, Leeds, Everton, and Nottingham. Isn't it funny that it's changed that much and we didn't even notice? That is crazy. It seems like it was already set for so long. Right? We had Bournemouth, West Ham, Leeds, Everton, and Nottingham. Yeah. Everton, West Ham, and Bournemouth are all safe now. Uh, not safe, but West Ham and Bournemouth are safe, I would say. Yeah, those they're not going anywhere. Everton are out of the relegation zone for the moment. So, yeah, that's funny how dramatically that's changed. Yeah, so Lavi, it looks like he they did sign him on a permanent from City. Oh, okay. Looks like he, he was uh, contract was up. You like the look of that guy? Yeah, I think he looks good. Nice. I, think, I thought he looked good the few times I watched them. Sick. I think it'll be, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interest, it's always interesting to see what these clubs do. Also, at the same time, I also kind of forget about them pretty quickly. 
<laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> I'll I'll see the championship every once in a while. I'll be like, oh, look at Southampton. Oh yeah. But once they're down there, I'm like, oh yeah. I don't keep too close to tabs on what's going on. No. It's too hard to. Having ESPN show championship games is cool. It's nice. But also they don't show them regularly and they don't Mm-mm. show all of them. So I don't want my team to be in that mix, that's for sure. You don't want to not know if your game's going to be on at the weekend at all. Yeah, it'd be hard to watch games as a, an American. I think it's hard to watch games there, too. Yeah. Unless you can go to the stadium, obviously. Yeah, I mean, massive Premier League games still don't get aired. It's crazy. What was the huge relegation one recently that was uh, Leicester-Leeds? Was that like a five- or six-goal game, and it wasn't on TV in England? Absolutely insane. Yeah, their TV laws are crazy. They don't make any sense. The fact that we can watch more games over here than they can is so funny. Yeah, it's always been that way, too. Yeah, it's hilarious to me. Well, since we've had coverage here. Yeah, obviously. We had plenty of years without it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in terms of the Prem? No, I don't think so. I feel like it's funny now that we've been like officially basically done. Obviously, mathematically, we're not out yet, but it's basically over. Are you emotionally dead to the Premier League? <laughs> I'm just like, bring on the summer now. I want, <laughs> I want transfers. Yeah, you can watch football with the relaxed attitude that I've had now. Yeah, I'm ready to just, I hope we have a good last home game. The fans get to celebrate the season with the team. Mm-hmm. And... And we can just start planning for next season. Yeah, like that's fine. I'm ha- I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's um, a bit of a relief, I guess. Yeah, I know the feeling. Believe me, <laughs> I'm annoyed that I've been dragged back into Karen because we just have like you I just can't stop. We just winning. have a single thread of hope about getting a Champions League spot, yep. even though it's very, very unlikely. Yeah, but yeah, it's gonna take a miracle. But if you keep winning, yeah, let's talk about something. Where we're both neutral and we can just enjoy it. Let's talk about the Soccer Rebellion Street League here in Grand Rapids. Yeah. You want to talk about that? That was was awesome. Yeah, we went to week one. Week two just happened and we did not attend, but um, week one was amazing. Cool scene. Um, There's these street courts called Las Conchas here in Grand Rapids downtown. Right by Bridge Street. It's really, really centrally located. It's a great scene. Soccer Rebellion brings in all kinds of vendors. All the teams are sponsored by uh, weed companies. So they all have tents set up. There's an awesome taco truck. There's a DJ playing hip-hop. Michael, the host of the league, kind of MCs and yells things. He yells a lot. He yells a lot. (laughs) He's pretty funny, though. Sometimes profane. It's a little profanity. There there were kids there, though. It's family-friendly. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some of the parents were a little annoyed that there was as much swearing as there was. (laughs) I mean, it was a mostly adult crowd. Um, The food truck has real Al Pastor, which is a rarity in Grand Rapids. And it was good. And it it was was legit. Yep. And the football was surprisingly, like, shockingly good. I don't want to be disrespectful by saying surprisingly good. No, but (laughs) I had no clue what we were going into. I didn't know the level of quality, and it was astounding. Uh, one team in particular, Olay FC, we saw was like, goddamn. Yeah, those kids were unbelievable. They were devastating. They had like a coach on the sidelines. They, yeah, they were calling plays. They were calling plays. They were, you know, their formation was shifting and fluid. They're using their goalkeeper on attacking plays, their, like different formations. Their keeper formations. was in the opposition half a lot of times. It was wild. They were lighting it up. Um, they were pretty incredible. Apparently, they represent a futsal academy. And I think I did a little bit of Googling out of this. I don't really know the world of futsal, but it looks like they made the national finals of the National Futsal Premier League 
I don't know if that's the biggest futsal league or what. Yeah, right. But it doesn't matter. I don't care about whatever credibility they have. On it. They're still good. They were awesome. We saw them in person. They're very and good. And they were amazing. So after two weeks of, of league play, them, Olay FC and Guatemala FC, are both undefeated still. So Guatemala is undefeated. Guatemala still. is actually number one in the table for the league so far. Nice. Slightly better on gold diff. I think they had like plus 35 and Olay had 32. Oh shit! So Alex and I didn't get to watch Guatemala yet. No, but we've heard people talking back. about them in the crowd. We did. People we did. were whispering about Guatemala. I heard before the before a ball was kicked that Olay and Guatemala were the two contenders. There's another team called Chill FC that I think are two time defending champs. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Guatemala might be the defending champ from last season. But anyway, Olay and Guatemala were hyped before this before this kicked off, and damn. Yeah, they look. I mean, Olay looked amazing. Olay has this fucking huge Mexican kid, dude, in the middle of the park that is so good. That kid is amazing. Yeah, um, I think I found him on Instagram, dude. I want to look him up and talk to him. Yeah, um, that kid is talented as hell. Yeah, and he's massive. Yeah, he looks like he could play like he legit play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him on a full size pitch and see if he can move. Right, because that's the thing. You know, we're watching on you know street courts. It's pretty tight play, but his touch is incredible, and it's he seems to have a pretty complete skill set. Yeah. Yeah, he was impressive, very and, impressive. And physically, he has a, everything to be dominant. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. But anyway, I, you know, I don't want to like make this about any kind of like serious player analysis. Yeah, right. That scene is super, super fun, and I'm really pleasantly surprised and happy to see like such a a vibrant soccer scene in Grand Rapids here. Yeah, it's cool. It was fun to see like a good amount of people show out. Like people were excited about it. Like the games were actually legit. Right. That location's awesome. There's a ton of, uh, it's like right in the heart of the college housing there. That right. whole west side is all college kids, so it's a good location for that. Yeah. Try and get those kids to come out. Yeah, and if you want to pregame or go out after, there's a bunch of bars right around the corner. For sure. Um, it's cool. It's really, really the cool. The train runs right behind the courts. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a train track that runs literally adjacent to it. It's pretty sick. We have some video that I meant to post. I wanted to post a recap. We didn't get the scores and results until a little bit late. But um, we're going to be there again this Friday. And, uh, yeah, if you're in Grand Rapids or in town, yeah, come come out. It's super fun. Yeah, it's awesome. And, Very entertaining. And the games are legit. Yeah, and it's fast-paced. I think it's like 12 minutes Yep. and then three-minute halftimes. Yep, I think so. Yeah, so it's super fast games. Yeah, each team plays twice a night. Pretty much nonstop. There's three yeah. games going at once, so you kind of have to choose. That's why we weren't able to see Guatemala yet. But... Yeah, awesome, awesome scene. Thank you to uh, Michael and Soccer Rebellion for putting this league on. It's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's gonna be fun to witness them, the Titan, the Battle of the Titans, at the top. I think we could do a mini episode just about the kits. Yeah, the kits are so super e- cool. Each team has a custom kit designed by a local artist, uh, in you know tandem with the branding from the cannabis company sponsoring them, or in one case, a beer company, Corona, sponsoring the newest team in the league. Yeah. And those, those kits are, are sick. Yeah, they're really nice. Super They're cool. really nice. Oh, uh, right. Those well, guys actually didn't look bad either until they went up against Olay. <laughs> yeah, they looked really good. And then Olay, man, I heard him go at one point, man, we're 9-1 down. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for those kids because they looked decent players, you know, for like a, ca- a more casual league. Yeah, if you and your buds just went out and played these guys on the beach, you'd get They'd smoked. You. Yeah. yeah, you'd get handled. But Olay was kind of organized on another level. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't fair on that level.
but fun. Super fun. What else do we have to talk about? I guess we haven't posted an episode since we were in Detroit. We can talk about doing that. Yeah, our trip to Detroit. Yeah, let's talk about hanging out with Nick. So we drive out to Detroit, and the game plan was to meet uh, this comedian, Nick Tenaglia. Now I don't know. You know, He made a joke about the Italian pronunciation. I know, right? I don't know how hard I should hit that G, Nick. <laughs> but anyway, we were going to meet Nick at the Detroit City FC clubhouse and watch a Liverpool game. And we get there, and it turns out the clubhouse gate is closed. If you listened to, to last week's episode, you probably heard us talking about it a little bit with no context. Yeah. But the clubhouse was closed, and we got locked out. So Nick <laughs> took us to one of his local haunts uh, in Ferndale, a place called The New Way. Which is a pretty awesome bar. Yeah, nice little dive bar. They had all the best bar games. Yep. Grumpy bartender. Yeah. Um, ping pong table. They had some art. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Cool place. Fun. Uh, yeah, we had a couple brews. Played some ping pong. Yeah, he, he beat me up at ping pong. Beat me as well. Um, and then we went back to his house to record the episode. And uh, his roommate had a, had a new dog that had just been in the house three days. Yeah, that dog was awesome. Ace, and he was a husky, half husky, half lab. We were a little nervous about letting him out of the cage. Because huskies or Nick are just was, chaos. I should say. Because yeah. husky, yeah. Yeah, Nick's not a dog guy. Yeah, it turns out. But anyway, that dog ended up being a sweetie pie. It wasn't an issue. God damn, that dog was so sweet. That dog was the sweetest dog ever. We live with a total asshole dog. So yeah, we were just stunned by trouble. the sweetness of this dog. Yeah, he just laid down. He played a little bit in the beginning and then just laid down for the rest of the podcast right next to us. Right? It was great. But yeah, it was really, really fun. I think a kind of a glimpse at more what I want this podcast to be like. Casual soccer talks with buds. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Ch- fun. It was chill nice. vibes. It felt like the right, yeah, kind of energy to go for, to aim for. Yeah. So if you listened to it and hated it or liked it, I noticed we did have an uptick in listens this week. Uh, thank you. If you're new, uh, welcome. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Nick for probably bringing some of those views in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, feedback is welcome always. We're at soccer dot situations on Instagram, uh, soccer situations dot com. Todd at soccer situations dot com. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Good times. We've got animal interruptions happening again. Leopold causing chaos yet again. Right. We did get to go to Lafayette, too. We got to go to the famous Lafayette. That's right. That's what we ended up doing for dinner. Get a couple Coney dogs. Yeah, Lafayette was, was good as always. It never disappoints. Classic. There's always at least... Three Greek men yelling about something. Yeah, they were arguing about so much funny stuff while we were in there. They were like trying to like count up the register, and then they were like arguing about cleaning. Then the guy's still yelling orders over everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. It's quite the scene in that place. Yeah, it hasn't changed a bit. I was telling Alex, it's probably been well over a decade since I had been in there. Yeah, nothing's changed, right? No, it hasn't. Still changed. looks exactly the same. Not even slightly. Dude. It's awesome. Not even slightly. And the conies are still perfect. Flawless. It's unbelievable how good they are. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's annoying that other people can't do it that good. I know, right? What the fuck? It how can you so not figure easy. it out? When you go to a really good cony, it seems so easy. Right? And yet no one else nails it like that. It's nuts. Shout out to One Stop here in Grand Rapids. They yeah. do a great fucking One Stop Coney actually does do a very legit. I would put it right up there, actually. Yeah, for sure. It's 100% legit. Coney dog. And they also shout out their Chicago dog, too. Their Chicago dog's very legit. Hmm. That place rules. For sure. 
Well, Alex, I don't have anything else to talk about. What about you? I don't have anything to talk about, Todd. Just sadness. Soccer's over for me now <laughs> until the transfer window opens. What are you going to do when the Crunkies pull the wallets tight? And, no, Todd, just solve it. And got this team doesn't doesn't get to move forward. $200 million dollar war chest coming on. Is that what's happening? I think Liverpool promised $200 million too. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's I saw that number from some random source today. That's the new budget team spent, summer spend is $200 million. $200 million, That's the thing is I saw $200 million, saw that budget, and I was like, oof, I don't know if we're going to be able to get all the players we need for that. I know. Isn't that astounding to even consider? <laughs> the two midfielders we're linked with would be our entire budget almost. Yeah, for sure, dude. And that's why when Liverpool fans were throwing tantrums about not getting Jude Bellingham, it's like you guys are being so unrealistic in terms of our budget. But yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. A lot of interesting movement between, like, with Chelsea, um, Tottenham got to get a manager in, figure out what they're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do a funny moment with Nick when we brought up the manager. Oh, that was amazing. And he's like, Conte, I like him. <laughs> and we're like, uh-oh. uh oh. Sorry to tell you, Nick, but. uh He's Nick in- ruled. We hope to have Nick back on the podcast. Yeah, that guy's awesome, dude. Not to, not to circle back to that, but we had fun having a guest on. Yeah, we, we had a great time with yeah, him. Yeah, we need to find more local guests. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if anybody locally listens to us and thinks they'd have a good time talking to us, come on in. You saw with Nick's podcast, we don't have to talk a lot of soccer. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I said that we need more guests, and I felt like an asshole. I have had a couple of people reach out to me that I need to get back to. Okay. So well, we'll have more guests yeah, than we'll, we'll say. We'll queue them up. Good stuff. Cool. Well, thanks, Alex. I think I'm good for the week. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, hopefully we'll see y'all down at Las Canchas in uh, Grand Rapids Friday at 6 o'clock for the Soccer Rebellion Street League. Get some tacos, watch some futsal. Yeah. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. There you go. Soccer, 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 soccer. Situation. Situation.